our scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Romans, chapter 8, verses 26 and 27. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Speak to us now, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, good morning again. If you have spent any time in church at all, you have probably heard it said at some point that prayer is a central part of the Christian life. Like we just heard from Miss Christina, it's how we communicate with God. We can't go out without our cell phones. We shouldn't go out without prayer. How do we maintain our spiritual lives as Christians? We always hear the big three. We read, our, we read our Bibles, we go to church, and we pray. It's always in there. It's important. There's no Christian life without prayer. And yet, the truth is, all of us struggle with prayer at some point in our lives. Now, there are some people who are truly gifted in the area of prayer. They love to pray. Their prayers are powerful and eloquent. And you know that you can always go to them if you need prayer for something. And they'll be not only willing to pray for you, but honored and excited to pray for you. We all need those people in our lives. Those are the, the first per person you think of, you know, when you get distressing news, I need someone to pray for me or pray with me. Those people are gifted in that area. And then there are other people who are quiet prayers. And there are those who struggle to remember to pray at all. Those who aren't sure if they're doing it right. And those who would rather crawl under the table than pray out loud in a group. And for some people, prayer feels daunting or very personal or even just ridiculous to close our eyes and speak out loud. Even if we believe God is listening, it's vulnerable and it's uncomfortable. The worst, the worst is when you're in a group and people are praying out loud and the person before you prays this eloquent prayer that sounds like Shakespeare or scripture and then it comes to you and all of a sudden you don't know how to put words together to make a sentence and it's just a lot of, uh, I mean, that happens to all of us. And honestly, while, while some people pray quite naturally, other people feel overwhelmed by the idea that prayer should be a part of our lives at all. Like, what does that mean? Grace before dinner? Should I kneel at my desk during my lunch break? Is there some specific schedule for praying? Do I just randomly pray as I walk around throughout my day? And what if I forget to pray? When I was um, a high school student, I struggled with this. I was taught that prayer was central, central to the Christian life and I wanted to be a good prayer. 
Uh, I'd been taught that it was important to my relationship with God, but finding the time and the mental energy was hard for me. I was up at 6 a.m. to go to school, and then I had extracurricular activities, and then I had homework, and you know, oftentimes it was midnight before I was getting to bed. And I finally decided that before bed, that time at night was the only consistent time when I could remember to pray. So I built it into my routine. I even had a list of things that I would pray for before bed. And I felt like, okay, I'm a good Christian. I got this. Like, check. I got prayer. I got daily prayer on my list. And then one day, I heard a Christian speaker say that if you are just praying to God before you go to bed at night, you are giving him the worst part of your day. You're giving him the tired dregs at the end of your day. And you need to give him the first fruits. And you need to be up with the sun praying to God. And I felt so bad. And I felt so discouraged. I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm Cain. Like, this is bad, right? But that's wrong. What's shameful is discouraging people from praying. There is no wrong time of day to pray. There's no wrong time. There's no last fruits of your day. Pray before bed. God wants to hear from you even when you're tired, especially when you're tired. Pray in the morning. Pray on your lunch break. There's no wrong time. God always wants to hear from you. And there are no rules and there is no right and there's no wrong way. But what happens when we don't know what to say? And even the people who love to pray can find themselves overwhelmed by circumstances or faced with a confusing or challenging situation that leaves them without words. Several years back, there was just a particularly tragic news cycle going on and I was watching these stories that were just gut-wrenching. And a pastor friend of mine was reflecting on the volume of tragic news that bombards us in the age of the internet. You could read bad news all day long if you wanted to, right? You could just click, click, click and just read one terrible thing after another. And he was lamenting and he said, I don't think our souls were designed to handle this level of tragedy. And it was, it was overwhelming. He felt overwhelmed. We can't, we can't take all this in. What do we do with it? When all the news is hard, when the situations feel totally beyond our control, when we are literally overwhelmed, how do we pray? Now, for a long time, I read this passage from Romans 8 as permission to not know how to pray. The Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. So I took that to mean it's okay to just sit quietly before the Lord with our grief or troubles or even our joys. It's okay to pray through tears or sobs or groans. And that's true. God welcomes that. But this passage is saying more than that. This passage says, it doesn't, what it doesn't say is when we do not know what we ought to pray for, we can pray in groans. We can, that's true. But what it actually says is when we do not know what we ought to pray for, the Spirit prays for us. That's the Holy Spirit. And that's God himself prays for us 
through groans when we don't know what to pray. It isn't our spirits groaning. This is God's spirit groaning with us and for us. When we are overwhelmed and don't know how to pray, God steps in and prays on our behalf. Now, I've been reading through the life of the Apostle Paul in scriptures, and I've been sharing those stories with the kids. And let's be honest, if there's one person who should know how to pray, it's Paul, right? Paul is trained as a Pharisee, a Jew among Jews. He is filled with the Holy Spirit. He lives in the miraculous almost every single day. He's got God moving in his life constantly. This is Paul. So if Paul says, oh, sometimes I don't know how to pray. If Paul gets overwhelmed about prayer, then surely once in a while you and I will get overwhelmed by prayer. Or you could say, if Paul gets overwhelmed by prayer, there is no hope for the rest of us. We're bound to get overwhelmed. Neither way you want to look at it, prayer will be a challenge at some point for all of us. And when we are overwhelmed, God groans with us. In Paul's day, the Jewish custom for prayer was to pray towards the temple in Jerusalem. Now, this was because the temple was the dwelling place of God. So you're addressing God, you face him. It was the place where heaven and earth touched. At the resurrection, we see literally the curtain in the temple that separates the presence of God from the people. It's torn. God's dwelling place on earth is no longer in the temple, but it becomes the resurrected body of Jesus. Jesus himself becomes the new place where heaven and earth meet after the resurrection. Jesus' body is both physical. He eats food and touches people, but it's also spiritual. He shows up in locked rooms and has a hole in his side that his friends can put their hands in, right? It's both. He's both. He's this world and the other world. He's God's presence on earth. Now, the resurrected Jesus, even he, Jesus even talks about himself as the new temple. He refers to himself as a temple and says, if you tear this temple down, I will build it up in three days, right? He's referencing his death and his resurrection. Then after the ascension, where Jesus physically leaves earth, he sends God's Holy Spirit to dwell in believers. First Corinthians 3, Paul writes, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? So we have the temple where heaven meets earth. Then God's spirit leaves the temple. We have the body of Jesus. The body of Jesus leaves earth. We have the spirit in us. We are God's temple because we are now the place where God dwells on earth through his Holy Spirit. Now, in Celtic theology, there's this idea called thin places. And it's the idea that there are places where the veil between heaven and earth is very thin and so thin that it's easier to connect with God in these places. And this idea that there's a veil separating heaven and earth is found all throughout scripture. Uh, New Testament scholar N.T. Wright, he talks about this a lot, the idea that heaven is not far off, it's not somewhere else, it's here. 
just on the other side of the veil. And when Jesus returns, we're not going to all fly off the planet into heaven some other place, but rather the veil will be torn for good and heaven will pour into earth, uniting them into one. And this is temple imagery. This is what the temple is showing us. It's an illustration of what's happening in the greater physical and spiritual world. But in the meantime, until that happens, God's presence on earth is with his people. And when God's people pray, we don't pray towards the temple. We pray, we stand between heaven and earth. We stand in the thin place and we reach through the veil. When we pray, we open up the veil and we let heaven in. Prayer lets the light of heaven into the dark places of the world. It's the communication line. It's the viaduct, the bridge, the throughway, the tunnel from here to there. It lets heaven into earth. It grounds us in the Lord, yes, and God speaks to us through prayer. It's central to our healthy spiritual lives, but it's also the way in which God chooses to break through the veil. God has chosen to work in the world through the prayers of his people. Until Christ returns, until God dwells fully with his people, we are his temple and his spirit lives in us. And when God's people pray, we stand between heaven and earth. A prayer is so important to God's work on earth that even when we're too overwhelmed to know how to pray, God will do it for us. It's that important. God's spirit will groan on our behalf, speaking heaven into earth, because that is the ultimate goal. That's the end of the story. Prayer is a taste of what's to come. So as good Christians, we should pray. And whether you are someone who loves to spend hours in prayer or someone who finds prayer tedious or someone who feels like you have no idea how to pray, just pray. There's no wrong way. There's no wrong time. You don't need to know what to say. Just sit quietly with God and God's spirit will pray for you. If your only regular prayer is to thank God for your dinner, don't stop doing that. Keep doing it. If your only regular prayer is a morning prayer to thank God for the day, don't stop. Keep doing that. If your only prayer is the occasional God, please help me, don't stop doing that. Keep doing it. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just keep doing it. God's people have to keep reaching through the veil. It's good to sit in long times of prayer to pour our hearts out to God. But sometimes those three, four, five word prayers, those sentence prayers, phrases, can be really powerful for grounding us and helping us to build habits of prayer. You can come up with a phrase that's easy to pray regularly. Maybe simply, Lord, give me strength. I pray that one a lot. These are sometimes called breath prayers because you can pray them easily in the space of a breath, 
in and out. Lord, give me strength. Some people like to choose a short scripture verse that's meaningful to them, something that sticks in your mind, that's easy to recall throughout your day, and the Psalms are a good place to go for this. But I just I find it helpful if you have just that simple one-line prayer. Even if you are one of those people who loves to pray long, eloquent prayers, having a short sentence prayer or a breath prayer that you can breathe throughout the day can really help you to stay connected to God. And in those moments when news is overwhelming or the rug gets pulled out from under you or you just don't know how to respond, when other words fail, those breath prayers will rise up in our hearts and our minds and connect us to God. And they will bring heaven into earth. If you've never prayed before, you can start now. You just say in your heart, Lord, help me pray. And now you're praying like a pro. That's all it is. Amazing. And not only that, but in those four short words, Lord, help me pray. We become part of God's radical plan to tear down the veil for good and to save the world. And that is really good news. So let's reach through the veil in prayer together now. And let's pray. Father God, we are overwhelmed by your goodness to us. We are overwhelmed by your presence in our lives, by the fact that you have chosen us to be the bearers of your word to the world. Lord, we ask that you encourage us in our lives with prayer. You know the things on our hearts and on our minds that we bring before you, Lord, and help us to know that you are right there, right here with us, in us, praying with us and for us, Lord. I pray your encouragement in the hearts of our church family, that you would build us up as a body that prays. And Lord, that as we pray, we would tear through the veil, Lord, and let the light of heaven pour into the dark places of this world. May each one of us feel your presence now. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.